Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast on SEN. Well, Scott Sunderland had a long career in the saddle as a pro cyclist before moving into management and director roles. He is now a long-time race director on both sides of the globe, including right here for Australia's biggest one-day race. It's the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race, which is on later this month. Scotty, welcome to SEN and thanks a lot for your time. Thank you very much, Sam. Great to talk to you. You are the man, basically, that makes everything tick. The man in charge and... Therefore, the one that carries all of the stress, Scotty. Uh, yeah, sort of. I, I, I share the stress, mate. Share the stress. I mean, we've got a great team of people uh, from our operations uh, to our management. So uh, I think uh, we're equally carrying uh, this whole event. And um, I think it always comes down to the old analogy of uh, poor preparation, poor performance. But, um, you know, we, we really work hard at having the best preparation complete before the race day starts. And to help paint a picture of your role, I guess, for those who aren't as familiar, you've also got the best seat in the house because you're in the, the director car. You know, you're the one who waves the flag out of the sunroof. How has your, your flag-waving form evolved over time since you assumed the director role? It's a tricky one. <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, I've got some videos of that, particularly around Formula One and MotoGP <laughs> and you know, how to get that down pat, um, you know, waving flags. Now, nah, look, all, all serious, it's, it's pretty hectic, to be honest. In most cases, um, I'm hearing what's happening. It's pretty much like listening to the radio um, with the commentary because I've got, you know, up to five radios going all simultaneously and then also the telephone uh, back to the event control centre. Um, so I'm sort of hearing what's going on, but not really knowing uh, how it's all, um, uh, you know, uh, dynamics of it exactly. So normally uh, it comes about two days later, three days later, once I get time to breathe and sit down and watch the race myself on television. Scotty, tell us about the, the course, because it seems to have it all uh, through the streets, the scenery, unbelievable, but also some real challenges for the riders. Yeah, look, it's, we've got great courses down there. The, the you know, Greater Geelong and Bellarine and Surf Coast uh, Shire uh, offer some great uh, scenery, great climbs, and, and you know the variances of the terrain is in, in, you know uh, very important for the riders, uh, and that way we can create different dynamics and and so forth in the design of the course, um, and also we, we like to keep some things open. For example, wind, particularly when we come down uh, mm. through Torquay and heading across the ball towards Barwon Heads, uh, the wind can play a big uh, part there. Um, which creates those echelons, you know, which we've seen all seen in Tour de France and all the one-day classic races. So, um, yeah, it can create some surprises and um, it keeps the, the riders on their toes and the, and the tactics um, bubbling away in the background with the team managers. Yeah, so just on that, Scott, it's been going since 2015. It is obviously a great legacy piece for Australia's 
only two at a France winner in Cadell Evans, and it's a very carefully designed course. Have you how have you seen it evolve over the eight or nine years? I mean, what just further to Kane's question, what sort of athlete does it take to win this race? You've got to be a good climber. You've got to be pretty quick in the finish as well. So it's as close to a, a, the most all-round sort of course I, I think you could engineer. Yeah, look, like I said, we try to, um, you know, the, the idea around the course is in the beginning we've got a few climbs that, we, you know, create the dynamic for someone who wants to go for that long-range uh, attack and try and get a bit of a, a early start on the main riders, main contenders. But then with the crosswinds and so forth, particularly as we're heading back into towards Geelong now with the reversal of the course, meaning that, uh, you know, they have to be on their toes. Uh, and obviously, it's coming into Shalambra, particularly for the men's race. We're doing mm. four times the Shalambra climb and two times for the women's race. Um, and that's tough. Uh, so the sprinters have got to be able to survive. So if you have got a sprinter in your team, you need to put the riders around your sprinter to, to make sure they get over the climb relatively close to the front and then to you know, put the hammer down to, to get them back to the front of the race uh, if it's going to be a sprint. But if you're the climber type... Uh, you know, either one-day specialist or even a GC rider. You know, we've had Chris Broome and the Yates brothers uh, racing here, uh, Simon Gerrans, et cetera, in the past. And don't forget Cadell in the first year where he almost stole the win in his last race. Um, so it creates some you know, beautiful dynamics, um, a lot of fun and a lot of action for the riders. And they love to race it. So uh, definitely the local circuit, which is a legacy to the World Championships in 2010 in Geelong, and also to Cadell himself and his style of racing. You mentioned they like to put the hammer down. What speeds are we talking here? Looking at, um, for example, uh, I would say this year, if we've got crosswinds which are going to be challenging uh, to the riders as we head back from Port Arlington towards Geelong to Botanical Gardens, they'll be easily sitting on 60, 65, even up to 80 k's, 90 k's an hour there through certain stretches. Um, The climb itself, they're doing 20 kilometres an hour plus on Chalambra, and that's a 20%, just a bit over 20% in the steepest pitches. And then the downhill descent as they drop down to to the bridge there, um, yeah, we're hitting pretty much in the car. We've got to do anywhere around 90, 95 kilometres an hour to keep in front of the riders. Mm. Um, So this is Formula One level cycling, pro cycling in Australia. Now, Scotty, overseas, the Belgians have entrusted you with the directorship of Flanders Classics. I mean, cycling is a religion over there, and you oversee their biggest races. Though They're six babies, effectively, in the Tour of Flanders, Gent, Wevelgem, uh, Dwarsdor, all of those. How do you go with that? How did you go as a foreigner coming in, and were you trusted and accepted right, right from the off? No, look, it's, it's a strange one because when the, the owner of uh, Flanders Classics and, and the whole concept of the management to, to bring myself in, um, the idea was they thought if they brought an, uh, an Australian in um, who's lived and, and raced in, in Belgium for many, many years, my wife is uh, Flemish, I mean, I'm a Dutch-speaking Belgian, um, they thought, well, yeah, we can probably bring a bit another dynamic to it and probably someone who... who uh, doesn't uh, is not afraid of, of um, making some tough calls, and um, but it does come with its um, you know a bit of swings and roundabouts. I mm. need to be careful in some cases, uh, you know, it's particularly with the language barrier. Uh, Dutch is my second language, so uh, sometimes I might come across a little bit abrupt, uh, but then I always apologise afterwards. But no, look, it's a lot of fun, uh, Sam, and it's a, it's a great honour to have that opportunity as an Australian, particularly from northern New South Wales, where I originally grew up. Um, it's, it's, it's far away from where I ever thought I was going to be. Yeah, it's amazing. So just before we let you go, Scotty, I, I guess away from here in the cycling season, Andrew, we've got an interesting landscape now where we've really got 
pro cycling being dominated in the men's by two guys out on their own with a big gap to the rest. That's obviously Jonas Vinegard, who's won the last two tours, and Tadej Bogacar, uh, the two prior to that, along with almost everything else. So I think we're all wondering where Australia's next Tour de France winner is coming from. And given we've only had one in its history, it's, it's, it's no mean feat. So Jai Henley won a stage, wore yellow last year. Amazing winning the Giro in 2022. How does our future look when it comes to the biggest race in the world, do you think? Well, look, I think we, um, Jai, his victory in the Giro was amazing. Um, he's very um, quiet. He's, he's non-assuming. He just gets the job done. Uh, he, he's definitely not one of those guys who's flamboyant and, and driving the big cars around and flashy cars, that sort of stuff. Um, he just gets the job done. He works very, very hard. Um, so I still think that Jai at the moment is, is probably one of our biggest uh, potential winners of, of the Tour de France. Obviously, timing is everything. Um, just ask Cadell about that. Uh, sometimes you just need to bide your time and uh, and wait for that moment when uh, everything aligns for you. Um, and I think Jai is still young. Um, the Tour de France can still be won right up until you're 33. I think once you reach the ripe age of 32, 33, you'll know whether or not you still have uh, mm. the potential to win the Tour. Uh, but for the moment, he's, he's for me, the, the best uh, chance that we have in Australia for the moment. Scotty, great to talk to you. January 26 to 28, it is, of course, the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race. The elite women on the Saturday, the men on the Sunday. But rides for everyone. Got the people's uh, ride on the Saturday and the family ride on the Friday night, which is free, fun and safe for all the kids. So it's a great weekend down in Geelong and a great part of the world. Appreciate you joining us, mate. Good luck with the event. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. See you yeah. out there. Scott Sunderland there, the race director of the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race. These chance sightings, though, with old footballers. It's gone through the roof off oh, the text. Richo, always starstruck. Everyone gravitates yeah. to him. Uh, Daryl, Peter Dacos is my hero, which is what makes his son's journey all the more special. Cooter for me, right in my sweet spot as a 15-year-old in 1995. I can resonate with that. Absolute superstar, the cat from Sandhurst. Um, we've got to take some calls on this. We're just out of time yeah, at the keep moment. keep them coming through. Yeah, uh, so who are the ones that still... Take your breath away. Weak at the knees. Still, yeah, still starstruck by, and you you cross the road to go and say g'day and, and shake their hands still to this day. They may be 60. Exactly. Must be. They may be 70, 80 years of age, but uh, you still have that moment. Kevin saw Bruce Dool crossing the road in his postal outfit, and I nearly ran off the road. Uh, Matt, Chris, Jim, sit tight. We'll get to you as soon as we can. Take a break here on uh, SEM Breakfast. Now catch up with Scotty Sunderland. Was all thanks to our friends at McCafe. Barista made ice cold. Drive through for your ice coffee favourites at McCafe.